Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Semifinals are set in our London calling action for grass court tune-ups. Ten days until Wimbledon. The action fully loaded. Storylines, highlights, and much more as we welcome you to TC Live. Here's what's coming up on the show. London called and Rafa answered. Nadal's foot is feeling better and we've got details on his updated Wimbledon status. It has been a fantastic Friday on the grass across four tournaments. We'll show you who won. We'll hear from some of the stars heading into the semis on Saturday. And instead of playing Wimbledon tune-up this week, Sloane Stevens made an appearance at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue for a very good cause. Those stories and more beginning right now on TC Live. Hello and welcome to our Santa Monica studios. Noah Eagle, Paul Anacone, Andy Roddick back with you. Glad to have you with us. Guys, normally we would get into a little back and forth, but we do have some very important news. We probably need to start the show and get right into it. Rafa Nadal has made an announcement regarding his status for Wimbledon. Direct quote, my intention is to play Wimbledon. My plan is to travel to London on Monday, train there, and prepare in the best way I possibly can. So, Obviously, good news for tennis fans, Andy, and we'll see what Rafa looks like through this next week in London. Yeah, I mean, this this uh, kind of was the news that we as tennis fans wanted. Um, when we kind of saw the, the footage from the last couple of days where he was practicing in private so soon after having had that procedure uh, on his foot, uh, my feeling was that uh, he was probably going to be good to go. I love the fact that he's going very, very early to Wimbledon. He's going to get a lot of time on the courts there, hopefully get some practice sets uh, on the grass because you can practice as much as you want. You can hit balls as much as you want, but you have to get those real-time reps. So, uh, listen, every tournament's better for having uh, Rafa Nadal in it. Yeah, and one of the things about Rafa that I think is, is a great thing for him is that it's three out of five sets. You would think, well, why is that? Because if he's got an injury, why do you want it three out of five sets? Because if it's three out of five sets, he has a little bit of time to problem solve. Mm. And you give Rafa a little bit of time to problem solve, he will not panic. He'll sort things out. And if the foot holds up, he'll find ways to be successful. So he is going to travel to London on Monday, start training there. And we will start our day here in London with our highlights, beginning with the American Tommy Paul. It's been a productive few days for him over in Great Britain in Queens Club. He took on the defending champion, Andy, Matteo Berrettini. Yeah, and came out hot here. Uh, Tommy Paul, uh, early break up, but you'll see Berrettini here. He's really gotten good at this shot, kind of that floating slice. Tommy Paul hits a great pass here, but that kind of gets in the mind. I'm going to have to hit these passing shots over the course of the day, and that didn't deter Berrettini from hitting that shot numerous times. Tommy Paul misses the routine forehand to give up uh, the break and uh, curtains for Berrettini. And he's swimming. Here's that chip, that kind of slow uh, one that goes deep in the court, some great net play from Berrettini. He's really learned how to use that to his advantage and constantly ask the question from his opponent, can you pass me uh, over the course of the entire day? That short backswing that he's perfected on that forehand side on the grass. I love seeing someone adjust and become borderline great on a surface, and Berrettini is certainly right there. 
Well, the stats back it up 30 and 6 now on the grass for the Italian, and he is just two wins away from repeating as champion in London as we move over to Hala. Daniil Medvedev, the world number one, taking on Roberto Batista Agut. This was a good matchup, Andy. Yeah, watch this court coverage right here. This is like the new age tennis. I'm six foot seven, but I'm still going to cover the court like this and pass you up the line. That is just ridiculous. That is depressing. If you are RBA, you're going, what do I have to do to actually put a ball away? And it bears dev dividends for Medvedev later as we see this routine. He can hit that shot all day. But he's going to, by getting and covering that amount of court and by taking cracks to the forehand now, not just the back end I'm hitting winners of, but when you cover that amount of court, especially on a surface like grass, it forces your opponent to maybe go for a little bit too much. He has been hitting great passing shots all week long. Notice here, saving another break point. He saved 17 out of 17 break points this week. That is clutch stuff. And as we kind of project forward into later in the second set, Right here, you'll see Batista Gut under pressure, tries to force it a little bit too much. I give a lot of credit to Medvedev for that court coverage. You have to force it against him. He forces you to make a decision and obviously still has 135 in the arm. I hate that he's not going to get a look at Wimbledon because he looks great on the grass right now. First one of his career against RBA, and after saving that 17th break point, we got to hear from an always light Neil Medvedev. Every tournament I play, uh, I want to do my best. But it's true that sometimes when you have Wimbledon coming in a few weeks, you're always thinking, how do I adapt my game to play the best in a Grand Slam? Whether when you're playing now, I don't have anything to prepare, so I'm like, I can give it all. I can, I don't know, break my leg or whatever, but uh, win the tournament. Uh, hopefully this doesn't happen. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and, uh, so it's true that maybe just 1% of extra power, yeah. Break his leg, be a tuna against the lion in the ocean. Doesn't matter for Daniil Medvedev. He's playing ridiculous tennis, as is Hubie Hurkacz, who took on Felix Auger-Aliassime. Yeah, and this was the story right there. Second serve, point one, and Hurkacz goes on to win this first set. Look, Felix wasn't giving up any points on his serve in the first set. Hubie played a better tiebreak, won a couple of those second serve return points. Same in the second. This was all about the serve. I think we got into the second set tiebreak. How about the dive there from six foot five Hurkacz? His athleticism, by the way, goes very underrated. Again, another tiebreak where at this stage, Felix has lost a total of seven points leading into both tiebreaks on his serve. So he was doing a great job, but tiebreak was bizarre. Neither guy could win points on their serves back and forth. But Hurkacz was the one who was a little bit more offensive towards the end. And uh, really, he did such a good job by not getting frustrated because he was getting zero looks returning. But the athleticism, the close, and that sealed the match. A really good effort for someone that's never beaten FAA uh, in the last couple of tries. So the question is, who will he face, Paul? I, I think it's safe to say that Nick Kyrgios is like Austin Powers. He's got his mojo back, baby. He sure does. I tell you what, he's played some terrific tennis, and today was going to be a match where he was going to have to work hard. This is a guy that gives you nothing, and if you're Nick Kyrgios and you hit 39 winners and only make four unforced errors, generally you're going to be doing just fine. Did such a great job. Broke serve four times and really did a wonderful job defending his second serve. That was the big key for him, is taking care of the second serve points, making Carreño Busta hit a lot of passing shots, hit a lot of balls out of the strike zone, and that's exactly what Kyrgios did. 69% second serve point success rate. That's ridiculous. That's a guy that's got a huge weapon, knows how to use it on the grass courts, but just for the heck of it, let's go for the underhand at 4-1. we got to keep things light. we got to keep things fun. Oh, and by the way, I'm way 
play up so I can get away with that. <laughs> and he ends up doing exactly that. Three straight semifinals and three tournaments and maybe some doubles in his future. You're also teaching your girlfriend to play tennis uh, this week, yeah? That's tough. Um, we're playing every day for an hour. I'm going to go, you know, shower and, and rest up and then we're going to go hit some tennis balls. Um, you know, she's improving. She's improving. <laughs> she's going to try and play. I'm going to try and play mixed doubles with her at Australian Open and we'll see how it goes. Oh, OK. No, no, We'd love to do that. Oh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Tremendous stuff from Kyrgios both on and off the court as he moves through to the semis. We'll take on Hubie Hercotch, Medvedev, and Oscar Otta, who's got all of the crowd support at home. But that bottom matchup is really what's been intriguing. And, and watching Nick Kyrgios go through this draw so far has been nothing short of spectacular. I know we've talked about him a lot, Andy, so far this week, but rightfully so. He's playing at a really high level. Hubie Hercotch is not going to be a slouch on the other side. Oh, gosh, no. I, I think this is a pick em. Um, you, you know, one of the things with Nick Kyrgios on grass, if he's getting a look at serves and second serves consistently, like he is against a Carreño Busta, he, he's going to be able to do his magic, right? He's going to be able to flatten out that little pancake backhand. He's going to be able to create some space with the forehand, get into the net a little bit. Hercotch with the matchup, it, it's not going to be that way. Hercotch has an absolute thumper of a first serve. He's not going to get those looks where he's kind of able to get neutral quickly. Uh, this is going to be who can get the second serve looks, who can stick those returns uh, more often. But as we're kind of drilling down and trying to create our short list of favorites uh, for Wimbledon, uh, these two are certainly uh, uh, flirting with that kind of upper echelon of, of who can really make some noise at Wimbledon. They both look great this week. Yeah, and Hubie Lester showed us he can play big matches at Wimbledon, right? He got all the way to the semifinals, beat Roger in the quarters. He's comfortable, and Andy's spot on about his serve can serve so big makes a high percentage of first serves against Nick that's going to be key because Nick does want to get looks at seconds where he can work that magic like Andy talked about he can do things a little bit outside the box without as much risk the thing for Kyrgios is is he going to be able to be as dominant on his second serve I talked that he had 70 about 70 percent success rate today he's going to need to do that tomorrow because it's not going to be as easy to break Hercotch both Kyrgios and Hercotch playing some of their best tennis as is Coco Goff who is in Berlin, continuing that momentum from Roland Garros. She's taken on Karolina Pliskova, who's been dominant on her serve today, yet Coco found a way Paul to neutralize. Yeah, this was really impressive because Coco was down an early break, and she just showed her variety, her diversity, the ability to do a lot of things to stay in rally, serve big at big moments, and that's a that's a set point right there that she fends off. She did a really nice job because she was in trouble in the first set. Uses the whole court, find ways to create opportunities on the forehand, and after she won the first set, she got down early in the second, so you wondered, is Pliskova now going to use that big grass court thing to assert herself? I was so impressed with Coco's ability to defend, to find solutions, creativity with a low-slice forehand here. Look, are so many wonderful things for her that she can do on every surface, and I love her on grass because it makes her be a little bit more creative when you can see all the weapons that she's got. Zero aces in this match for Carolina Pliskova. Coco Goff through in straight sets. So who will she face in the semifinal? Let's go to the number one seed next. Anj Jabor. She's got Alexandra Sasnovich on the other side of the net. And Andy Anj Jabor got off to a slow start. Well, she was up. She actually served for the first set right there. But then Sasnovich really came back and asserted herself in that first set breaker. But Anj Jabor has played so many matches this season. She's not scared to go through the paces. What doesn't work out in the first set, let's make adjustments. She certainly has the variety to switch tactics and try different things. 
And, uh, you know, if we know anything, we're going to see some sick feel on the dropper. Uh, shots <laughs> that uh, Cone and I certainly couldn't hit when we were playing. But uh, she has that depth feel. She made Sasnovich not only move side to side, but up and back and really made that adjustment as we're seeing here. And she is so creative. If this isn't a hot shot, I think I quit broadcasting forever. This point right here from Ames to Wolf. Unbelievable. Are you not I love entertained? Her play. I swear, it's unbelievable. She is so much fun to watch. You never know what's going to happen. She's mastered the confuse and conquer method. And how about a slice forehead with her to wrap the matchup? So much fun to watch. Owen Jabor looking great and nice fight back from the first set down. Jabor has won her last four quarterfinal matchups. What method was that, Andy? The confusion. The confuse and conquer method. Paul. I love it. I, I got the first part. Yeah. I was I'm just going to say, yeah. <laughs> I got to work on the second. I'm still Dave, so I'm not even on to confuse. We're going one at a time. The semifinal look, Coco Golf and Anja Bora is going to be the headlining match there. If Coco wins tomorrow against the number one seed, she will be into the top ten for the first time in her career. So, Andy, when you look at this matchup, what do you see? Well, Coco Goff's actually been serving huge uh, this week, getting a lot of free points on her serve. And Ons Jabor, for everything she has as far as variety, she's not going to ever blow anyone off the court with her serve. So I'm, I'm going to look at Coco to really go after those returns and not let Jabor work her magic, similar to, to what we were talking about uh, with Nick Curious. The match today, for moments and, and time in that Pliskova match, it was so high level at, you know, 5-4, 5-all, 6-5 in that first set. Coco really got through some tough games where she fought off Pliskova's best stuff. And I was actually worried about that matchup because uh, traditionally what we've seen the last couple of years is the, 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 the women that can really go after Coco's forehand with a lot of pace uh, have had a lot of success against her. Pliskova hits it as big as anyone. Coco defended really well. Uh, I never like picking against Ons Dubor because I like her so much, but I actually like Coco to move on. She's looked fantastic. Yeah, I think this is about what Coco does tomorrow. I think she has enough power where she can kind of neutralize that variety. Look, we all love the, the variety from Ons Jabor, the drop shots, the slices, all the different things. So really important for Coco, beginning of the rally, go big, keep the points lateral, and don't let Jabor be stationary. If you're not stationary, you can't wave that magic wand as easily. Go big or go home for both players. We will have all the action per usual here on Tennis Channel tomorrow. Still to come on TC+, Plus, we've got more Eurograd highlights. Plus, speaking of Coco, we'll tell you how the teen superstar is using social media to book her Wimbledon doubles plans. All that and more straight ahead on TC Live. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. MakeTennis.com, your online information source throughout Tennis Channel's London Calling. Stay current with live match scoring and stats, draws, rankings, plus all the latest player and grass court tournament news leading up to Wimbledon. Visit Tennis.com today. Marin Cilic is trying to stamp himself as one of the main contenders at Wimbledon, taking on Emil Rusnabor, who is never an easy out. This thing got pretty close towards the end of the second set, but Cilic serves it out 6-4 in the second and moves through to the semis. Just a fantastic couple of weeks as Cilic looks to continue this strong play all the way to the All-England Club.
Talk about success on home turf. A couple of Brit wildcards entered Friday playing for a spot in the semifinals. We'll tell you who they were. We'll tell you how they did on the other side. TC Live continues next. Welcome back to TC Live. We go to Birmingham where hometown wildcard Katie Bolter has electrified the crowd. Yet Simona Hallow playing in her first grass court tournament since the 2019 Wimbledon. And Paul, she hasn't missed a beat. No, she's done a nice job. Look, we've been worried about Simona's health more than anything, right? She struggled with injury the last year to 18 months, so we want her to stay healthy. That's exactly what she's done. She got through the first set. Bolter did a good job to keep it close. And then Simona used her athleticism, variety, and also really smart shot selection to kind of stretch that lead in the second set, gave herself enough room where she can get through a little bit uh, unencumbered and without a lot of stress. And if you're Simona Halep, that is a good thing. Serve below 50% of this match that saved three out of four break points and finds her way through 6-4, 6-1. We go from one Brit wild card to another in a moment after looking at Halep here. Semifinals, this has been one of the surprising aspects of this tournament. Hadag Maya, who had to finish earlier today, then get through in a dominant effort over Camilla Georgie into the semis as well. Kirstea and Jang up top. So interesting stuff coming from Birmingham as we move over to London. Ryan Penniston, that other British wild card in these tournaments. He has taken Queen's Club by storm and then some. Getting rid of the number one seed, getting rid of Sam Querrey. Can he get rid, Andy, of Philip Krajinovic is the question. Well, this is the shot that forehand from Penniston where he was controlling the win of the, uh, the middle of the court. It was largely dictating the points, right? If he was hitting on these forehands, it was as simple as he was winning it, taking up the line there, create, finding the open space in the court. Now, Krajinovic, his goal in the next couple of sets after we see Penniston kind of hit another forehand and really force the issue and finish off uh, this first set. That had to be the absolute back of that line because that looked out from where I was sitting. But you know, what, the hell do, what, what, what the hell do I know? But Krajinovic did a really good job of creating more space between them. Uh, the space between, like our good friend Dave Matthews would call it, but making Penniston attack from uh, deeper parts of the court, which means he had to force the forehand a little bit more. Uh, Krajinovic really settled in, made a lot of returns there, and uh, as Noah mentioned earlier in the week, had never won a grass court match coming into this, which obviously means that you're going to make the semifinals at Queen's Club. Well done all around. Good week for Penniston. Yeah, that's how it works. Penniston does get up to 146 in the live ranking, so a huge week for him as he jumps some major and makes up major ground, but can't get into the semifinal. That is Krajinovic joining Chilich at the top, which should be very intriguing considering how Chilich is playing. Berrettini has looked like a freight train as well as he looks to repeat at this tournament. Let's go to the social net, and we are going to start with American Sloan Stevens visiting the White House, and this is for a great cause, by the way. So it was, it was a cyberbullying event at the White House with Kamala Harris. Sloane Stevens, who isn't playing at the very moment, doing great stuff, doing great work in the community, Paul, as she takes a slight break. Yeah, Sloane Sloan likes to get involved in the social activism stuff, and rightfully so. She's very well, smoke, uh, very well spoken, very smart. And it looks like here she's keeping pretty good company, don't you think, Andy? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I'm sure Sloan has been there before, but uh, walking those hallowed halls is, is, is certainly a humbling experience and uh, certainly well-deserved for Sloan. I know everyone thinks, oh, you get to go to the White House. That's pretty cool. I think the White House got a pretty good spokeslady for the day. I think they did a good job uh, with their invite list with Sloan Stevens. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. So Sloane Stevens enjoying her day in the spotlight, and, and rightfully so, deservedly so, as we move over to Coco Goff, 
who is getting ready for Wimbledon. Certainly on the single side, we've seen just how dominant she's looked on the grass so far this week. But how about on the double side, actually fielding mixed doubles partners uh, on Twitter? I'm thinking Andy should. Andy, just blow the dust off Andy and get out there and play, no? <laughs> Try it. Why not? There's, there's, there's too much dust. That's like it's turning into like a mountain at this point. But, um, you know, it, 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 listen, uh, Jack Sock's not a bad call right there. She's got some takers, right? No, not surprising with Coco Golf's uh, singles form, doubles form, finals to both at the French Open. Amazing things can be done on social mediums. I'm pretty sure that I got this job a couple of years ago in about, you know, late late March 2020. Just threw a little little chum out to Tennis Channel, and here we are with my best friends Noah and Paul. What up? A lot of lobbying going on for that one, Andy. A lot of lobbying. <laughs> Listen, it's all good. I want to know who you guys played mixed doubles with. Paul, I know you at least have some mixed doubles experience, so take us through it. Well, I, I played some with Martina, and Martina was great, but not great enough to win the Australian Open oh, with me. What? I know. I blew it. I got to say, I got to the finals of the U.S. Open with Betsy Nagelson. Got to play with Mary Jo Fernandez. I got some great part. It's all about the partners you pick, but the problem is when you lose still, that's tough. Right. Then you get all the blame. You don't I'm, want that. Unfortunately, it was rightfully so. <laughs> Andy, you ever play mixed doubles? Uh, I, I play in team tennis. Uh, Billie Jean King and Elton John do a great event for his Elton John AIDS Foundation, where I got to play with many great partners, including Martina Navratilova, Serena Williams, just to name a few. But, Paul, listen, we got to be honest here, right? We're all about truce on this show. If you play doubles with Martina Navratilova and you don't win, it is your fault. That's it bad. is your fault, Paul. She's only won 6,000 majors. You would think I could kind of <laughs> squeeze in there somehow, but couldn't pull it off. Yeah, I think she's going to be upset. It actually was 6,001 after last yeah. week. I don't know. She added some other one, this new random major we never heard of. As we look at our semifinal Saturday here on Tennis Channel, Berlin will kick us off at 5 a.m. Eastern. Ends with encore coverage per usual following TC Live, which will wrap up on the other side. Live. Here's our hot shot of the day, Andy, brought to you by Matteo Berrettini. Nope, don't need to see this. The wrong one. I told you if it wasn't on your board, including broadcasting. Paul, this is you. I quit. Okay, look, just a little flick down the line. Berrettini just showing the athleticism. Of course, we know he's got the two-hander, but how about the one-hander? But we all know what the shot of the day really should be, don't we? Yeah, listen, we don't want Andy to quit broadcasting. We're going to give the people what they want. It's provocative. It gets the people going. Andy, go for it. <laughs> oh, I'm back. I'm back. Look at Oshibor, <laughs> the wheels to come up and then the wheels to go back. It's just too much between the legs, up the line, and then the wheels to come up again. No disrespect to Berrettini playing great crowd sports tennis, but this was the point of the day, folks. That's no doubt. It. No, undoubtedly, that was it right there. No doubt about it. Yeah, Hans Jabor, who will continue into the semifinal. Not necessarily on our featured matches, however, on our semifinal Saturday. Or as she is, actually. I, I just completely she, missed that. She, she, she's you see, halfway down. Paul, this is, why I, this is why I wear glasses, and yet they still don't work. She is our fourth up yeah. against Coco Goff, and it starts with Bencic and Sakari, Van de Zenschulp, and Berrettini, I just wanted to say the name. But we did already talk about Kyrgios and what he's been doing this week. It's going to be an interesting matchup for him now with Hubie Hercotch tomorrow. I do want just one more revisit of that matchup, Andy, as we, we take a, a deeper look, a deeper dive into it. What needs to happen for Kyrgios in particular to get into the final and potentially take this tournament? 
Well, he's going to have to keep Hercotch moving a little bit. Hercotch moves great, but when Hercotch is set, he is able to thump the ball off both sides. He's able to distribute down the line on both sides. So for Kyrgios, he's going to want to play those little chip shots cross court. He's going to want to create a little height on the forehand up the line. He's going to want to kind of do that little check swing backhand up the line that kind of goes flat through the court. He doesn't want Hercotch to dictate uh, hip high all day. And for both players, the guy who serves, you know, 65, 70% has a huge advantage and also who mixes up their second serves. I'd love to see both of them mix it up. Maybe some at 110, maybe some at 90, not let the person get in the groove on those second serve returns. I think, I think it's a lot. And, and look, we all know I struggle with math, but uh, interested <laughs> listener Mark, uh, Mark H. from the Valley is telling me that Nick Kyrgios could possibly be seated at Wimbledon if he uh, wins and gets through. Wow. The thing that that's good is that's good for everybody, including Nick Kyrgios, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because Nick doesn't want to be unseated and unprotected, and no one in the draw that's seated wants to play Nick Kyrgios early. So a lot, lot, a lot to uh, be determined by the match tomorrow. Grass court season is fully in swing. Daniil Medvedev is playing some of the best tennis, I would say, of his career. He's got Oscar Ate tomorrow. Sure, he's not going to be in Wimbledon, but what he's doing on the grass is nothing short of spectacular so far this week, Andy. This is an intriguing matchup just because of the hometown crowd, though. You always feel like there's a little extra juice on the other side. Yeah, I've seen Medvedev go up against a hostile New York crowd uh, before, <laughs> so I, I don't I don't think the crowd in Halle is going to phase him too much. Credit to Oscar Ada for what he's done this week, playing that super aggressive tennis, coming forward a bunch. But listen, Medvedev likes a target. Uh, I think Ata would really have to play one of the best matches of his career to even have a chance, and even then it's not a guarantee because he still has to break Medvedev somehow, some way. It's a lot easier to get in the net when you're given an invite. Medvedev is so good at keeping that length between them, so I like Medvedev moving on. I still, I hate that he can't play Wimbledon because he's in such great form on the grass. Yeah, and to button it up, Medvedev's just playing too well. Too much confidence, too good, yeah. with, the, too good with the passing shots and a target. Oscar, Oscar's going to have to play the match of his life. Don't think he's doing it tomorrow. He does have pristine facial hair. You cannot underestimate pristine <laughs> facial hair, but we'll see what Medvedev, the world number one, continues with our semifinal Saturday here on Tennis Channel. We hope you join us then, but until then, for Paul Anacone, for Andy Roddick, our entire Tennis Channel team, no Eagles saying so long. We appreciate each and every one of you as our coverage continues for our London Calls.